7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Guys, this show is absolutely amazing. It is incredible to listen to and um, listen to the greats of past and present in even thinking of the guys of okay good evening everybody uh, apologies for that we were just trying to find the right intro to start our show but we are here for safm spot on i know some people are on a holiday and it looks like our computer is also on holiday mode that's definitely not the clip that we wanted to open with we'll try and get it for you and see if we can uh, get it ready for you but yeah my name is tabi samosia thank you very much for staying with us on safm and for joining us on safm spot on katlako mudiba is producing the show patrick munana is in a technical and he has found that in that we were looking to open with this Monday. I thought in the first half to go one nil down was real unjust. I thought we had the, the better chances. We didn't take them, which has been a story of our season. And one mistake and it's a goal. So we came back well. And um, most important thing, you know, we didn't lose the game and we got we moved and just get a few more points and move up the league. So that was important. But I think it was a good team effort. Um, and we had some really good opportunities in the final third. But... And that's been the story of our season, but we're happy with the result. Coach, uh, Rob Delpin in Cape Town. Um, in the last game, you spoke about having a bit of unluck with deflection. Nice to have the luck on your side this time. Well, we deserve much more this season, but, you know, football people don't worry about that. They look at the, the two Ps played in points. So, you know, we've had so much bad things happen, but that is football. It's part of football. And uh, sometimes you've got to soldier through that, yeah. We should have scored anyway if it was a decent cross. It was a cross and somebody could have tapped it in. But uh, all in all, as um, yeah, happens. We should have been... We know if you watch the game, it shouldn't have been one nil down at half-time. I mean, Castro missed from... I don't know where. But penalty spot maybe he was. So, you know, big misses. But that's 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 football. Thanks, uh, Hanti. It's Mazola. Congratulations. Um, just two questions. One, I mean, you've been asking... Uh, a bit from from Bimisani Zuma. Um, just your thoughts on his performance coming off the bench today, and just Jabulo Bloom. You've you've since you got to Chiefs, you've been raving about him, but surprisingly, he's not in the Olympic squad. I mean, a bit of a shocker, really. Well, there must be some good midfield players then if he's not there. But that's that's not my decision. Sorry, Zuma. About I can't ask the coach. Yeah, but, you know, Zuma. Um, you know, I think how many coaches have had Zuma here? Quite a few. So, you know, it's time to, you know, he's really got, he's got ability. He's just the other part of the game, which he's got to, if he gets better at that, he plays. And that's without the ball. He's got to get better without the ball. And he did he did that today. But you could see a resurgence in him and, you know, with a goal. And, um, but he's, you know, and that's what we've got to get in this team. We've got to get a team good without the ball and work hard. And then a little bit, of, you know, you've got your creativity players will come. But that's the thing that's on a daily basis that I do. And uh, we can only, you know, if we get better without the ball on Wednesday night, you know, we don't lose the game. But Okay, that's a little bit from Gavin Hunt, the Kaiser Chiefs coach, after their surprise. 2-1 win over Sundowns. I think a lot of people were caught by surprise. They did not see that coming, but well done to Kaiser Chiefs there. They also become the first team to beat Sundowns in the league uh, this uh, season with that 2-1 uh, win and 
Coach Kevin just answering a couple of questions from the media. We do apologize for the quality of the sound, but unfortunately that's how it is these days because the media is not allowed, still not allowed at stadium. It'll be the season will finish now and the media will not be allowed at stadiums. How's that? Even though the minister said that the the journalist can attend football matches, but football football authorities have said no to journalists um, attending games at the stadium. For what reason? We don't know because cricket and rugby allows uh, the media to attend, so we don't know why it's different with football. And it's even worse when you see you watch a game and you see their family and their friends are all there in that VIP area or in the stands, but there's no space for the media, people that can report on the game. And the danger of this, like I've said it before, is that if a game is not on TV, you don't know what happened in that game. We all don't know what happened in that game. Anything can happen in that game because it's not on TV and there's no media covering it. And unfortunately, that's the danger that's, that's the danger of it. But anyway, um, yeah, we thought we should highlight that, that big result um, of the weekend. And we did have audio from Pirates and Swallows also, but the sound quality when it's virtual is just not that good, so we can't play uh, that one. Tonight on the show, though, we're going to talk about the Bafana Bafana coach announcement. That did not happen. We were told that the new coach would be named on Saturday, this past Saturday. But it wasn't to be because Safa released a statement on Friday night to say that there has been a delay in the announcement of the coach because of travel reasons. If I remember that short tweet, it was traveling reasons. And I think that gave us one indication that the coach that they're looking for is definitely not in South Africa then if it's traveling reasons and COVID and all, and all of that. But it seems like the attention has now... Well, Carlos Curris, by the way, was a favorite going into that announcement on Saturday, but it looks like he has turned down Safa's offer or has he? And the attention is now turning to Pizza Musimane and Safa is trying all they can to get their men to come back from Egypt, even if it means asking Sports Minister Natim Teto to talk to Coach Pizzo, who once said he would never take a call from Safa. So we're going to talk about that and we'll speak to somebody who's close to the action just to find out what is the latest here in this situation. And there's also Coach Malif Inseke, by the way, who's also um, challenging his dismissal. He is still challenging his dismissal the way that he was dismissed by Safa. You remember that he found out on, on, on TV they didn't even wait for him to to send them a technical report and apparently he's not happy with that. So he's also challenging his dismissal. And then also on the show we'll have a word with South Cork who released a strongly worded statement this past weekend accusing Sports Minister Natim Teto of overreaching by trying to invoke the Section 13.5 of that National Sports Act which would see him deregister Cricket South Africa and withdraw the limited funding that government gives cricket in South Africa. And with the Members' Council and the Interim Board now releasing a statement this morning to say that they have agreed on all outstanding matters and the MOI will be signed over the next 48 hours, but it will still have to go through Saskok. Where does it leave the, situ- the situation now? Is Saskok pleased with the latest developments? So we'll speak to the president of Saskok, Mr. Barry Hendricks. And then we want to go over to India. Hopefully the line will hold and be better this time around. We want to go live to, the Indi- to India because IPL is going on despite the rising number of cases of COVID in India. They were saying on Saturday they had 349,000 daily cases, 349. And over the past four days, they've just been peak numbers when it comes to COVID. We've seen some players have, have pulled out of the tournament. The big one for me is, is, is Ravi Ashwin, who said he wants to spend time with his family during this difficult time. So what does it mean for the IPL? So we'll try and go over to India. If you have any comments on any of our discussions today, you can send them to this WhatsApp number, your voice notes, 61 Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. And let's start the show by speaking to the president of SARS-CoV, President Barry Hendricks, who joins us on the line. Good evening, President. Thank you for giving us some of your time tonight on SAFM. 
Thank you for inviting me and good evening to your listeners. Thanks, President. As Sarskog, firstly, what do you make of the joint statement today from the Members' Council and the Interim Board that a, a MOI will be signed over the next 48 hours? Um, Sarskog's position is very clear. Uh, the MOI can't be signed in the next 48 hours because Sarskog has to follow a process of reviewing the MOI um, and then um, replying its recommendations to Cricket South Africa. So the time frame that we are hearing from you now, we haven't been informed of, but Sasbuk will be following the process of reviewing the MOI. But at the end of that statement, they say in the interest of transparency, the Members' Council and the Interim Board will be sharing the amendment the amended MOI with all cricket stakeholders, including Southcock. So that's what you're waiting for. Well, we've received the MOI at, mm-hmm. uh, at about five minutes to 12 uh, this afternoon. I've sent it out to the Southcock board members. The, 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 the um, members commission will now review it, as well as the Southcock's um, processes to make sure that the MOI is in line with Sascox constitution as well as the constitution of the um, um, uh, International Olympic Committee, the Charter, as well as the um, Commonwealth Games Committee, of which cricket is a member. Um, and we will then revert back to Cricket South Africa. Yes, and the big standoff here, President, has been the fact that the interim board is recommending that the majority of the future board of Cricket South Africa be made up of independent directors and there must be an independent chair that leads it. Are those, are those what you will be looking at? Because in the statement, they actually don't make specific um, mention that they've agreed on this part, which has been the standoff. Look, we appreciate the fact that the MOI has been sent to us. Mm. We've always asked for that. And in the past, that was not done. We we insisted on process. So what we're insisting now is for us to complete the process by reviewing the MOI. You must remember that our position in 2012 was very, very clear when the Nicholson report came out. Um, and people confuse it with 2012 or 2013. Mm-hmm. But the Sascox position was very clear that we would not accept a majority of independent Independent board members. Um, and that position still remains. We will we have a meeting on the 8th of May with our members, and the members are willing to interrogate and discuss this matter further. But until now, that's the position of Saskok. And why is Saskok not keen on the majority being independent board members? Well, let's just look at any any um, civil society structure in sport. It has always been based on a process of fair, independent elections of leaders that come through the ranks. And those leaders are then elected into positions such as football, rugby, cricket, tennis. We cannot have a situation where independent members without any backing of any of the affiliates or people from the grassroots are put in charge of a sport and then run the sport. 
that is a very basic principle of democracy, of sports democracy that we've always followed. And um, we want to entrench that, that in sport, like our own constitution, it's a process of electing your leaders through a fair, democratic, elective process. And they shouldn't be imposed. Never, never. Can you imagine if this country's leadership, like our own president, Mm. was imposed on us without us having a say in the matter? Some some will say, but the argument is that there have been shenanigans at Cricket South Africa over the past um, few years, and maybe if we have independent board members as the majority, then they can clean up their administration because cricket people have failed. No, no, no. Let me just give you an example of Cricket Australia, where the majority, where the whole board are independents. And a few years ago, we had the, the, the debacle of the ball tampering issue. A committee in Australia, an ethics committee in Australia found that that board was found wanting in their lack of morals, those independent members were simply focused on making a profit for cricket and not focusing on the fundamentals of development, of tradition, and that board was found extremely wanting by that ethics commission. So it doesn't mean that if you are an independent that you are above the rest. And if one looks at Judge Yakub was placed by the minister mm-hmm. and embarrassed us with his approach. It doesn't mean that independents are better than sports administrators. And that is why we are saying, no, we agree. We got to this point in South Africa's sports history through the process of struggle and sports administrators are the people that must lead sport in this country. And President, I guess your stance is the same then on the chair of this future board being independent also. You don't support that? No, this is not my decision. It's Saskok. This is a decision that was taken in 2012 Mm. by the Saskok board and that position has not changed. Mm. And... Also, this this past weekend, we saw you release a statement um, expressing your disappointment in the minister's involvement. What concerns you with the minister's intervention? I'll put it as an intervention at the moment. Simply, Section 13 must be read in its entirety. The first part of the section states that the minister cannot get involved in the appointment of members onto, of administrators. The, the fact that the minister has demanded that the majority of administrators be independent is in direct conflict with that part of the act. So we are very disappointed in that respect. Do you see it as an intervention or interference? It's clearly an interference, not an intervention. In fact, the act is very clear. The minister cannot make any, do any action that affects the appointment of administrators. And the fact that the minister is saying that there must be a majority of independents on this board clearly opposes that 
clause of the Sports and Recreation Act. Yes, we actually did discuss this last week and uh, it was also made clear by the by our guest last week that the minister uh, could be overreaching here. But does he even have the powers then to invoke this Section 13 uh, that, that is threatening to? No, let me, let me state this. The minister, I can't speak on behalf of the minister. Mm. And the minister must do what he thinks is fit. Saskok will do what he, he thinks is fit and proper. We will follow our constitution, we will follow the Sports and Recreation Act, and we will follow the constitution of South Africa. So if I understand you correctly, President, then the Members' Council is within his rights from what they had said even last week or the weeks prior that any decision that they make has to go through Saskok. There is no doubt they are a member of Saskok, um, and because of that, they have to follow Saskok's constitution, which states that they have to submit their memorandum of incorporation before they adopt it. And we we, we had the interim board actually uh, saw that press conference uh, last week that was held with the interim board saying that the members' council is trying to buy time because they were given lots of time to consult with Saskok and, and, and they didn't. Uh, Saskok, do you agree with that statement? No, let's, let's just put that to risk. To risk. But to rest, Saskok in in the past w- was asked to to become part of um, a task team to develop the memorandum of incorporation. Mm. Saskok, in the very first meeting, the members of that task team came back to Saskok and said, "We cannot be referees and judges. We cannot we cannot make changes and then referee the act of the the." the memorandum afterwards. So they withdrew from it. We wrote to 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 the structure to say this is our position and that position was then accepted. To say that Saskok is not part of the process is is incorrect. We we are we are trying to be a organization that is that represents sport properly and does things properly. So now the situation is a memorandum of incorporation has been presented to us and now we will be able to present that to our members um, commission who will review it and make recommendations to the board. Okay, for those who are just joining us, we are speaking to the president of SASCOC, President Barry Hendricks, just about what is happening at uh, CSA. The members' council and the interim board did release a joint statement today to say that they've agreed on all outstanding issues, but it's still they, they are sending that MOI to SASCOC now. And uh, the president of SASCOC, Mr. Barry Hendricks, has told us that there's no way a decision can be made within 48 hours because they have to consult with their members first and look at what's presented in front of them. Let's take a voice note. Good evening. Good evening to the president. It's Libra here from East London. I'm a huge cricket supporter. I was very, uh, you know, uh, anxious about uh, cricket being possibly banned, but I'm hoping that things will get better. I've just got two quick questions for him. The first one is that uh, what do you make of the, the um the statement that the minister said that Olympic is not uh, cricket, sorry, is not an, an, an Olympic sport. So there is no reason for Saskok to keep on interfering because uh, cricket is not a, an, an Olympic sport. What do you make of that statement? Um, and then secondly, why do what what is wrong? You know, by having a, a majority independent board and an independent chairperson. Because if you go to England, 
the majority of the board is independent in the England and Wales Cricket Board. We go to Australia. In fact, in Australia, the whole board is independent. I think only uh, one person is an non is a cricket executive. Um, member so i don't see anything wrong in new zealand they have an independent board it's not foreign in the cricket administration for us to have an independent board thank you very much tabi so libra here okay libra thanks thanks for that minister uh, president maybe let's start with the first one from I, the i i can gladly answer all of those go questions. ahead go ahead if you had him you, you see him cricket might not be a olympic sport where teams go to the Olympics. But cricket is a recognized Olympic sport by the International Olympic Committee. But then one must realize that SASCOC, and, and this is where people don't understand what the role of SASCOC is or how SASCOC is actually structured. SASCOC is the only structure in the whole of the world that is an Olympic body, a Paralympic body, and a Commonwealth body, a World Games body, and an international schools body, all in one. We are, we are actually very unique in that sense. So if cricket falls foul of Sascox rules, it might not be the case that they have no issue with the Olympics. But the women's team have qualified for the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham next year. And if cricket falls foul of Sascox's rules and regulations, we might suspend cricket and then those teams don't go. So to simply, for the minister to simply make a statement that cricket is not an Olympic sport is misleading because cricket is a commonwealth sport over which Saskok has um, um, a position on. The next question, sir, please the, remind me. The next question, it was asking basically, why is the recommendation of having a majority of independent board members not being welcomed? Now, if one looks at the whole of the sports system, including cricket systems throughout the world, Australia is the only country that has a majority of board members. And a few minutes ago, I made the position that despite the fact that they were board members, we had this huge fallout with a ball tampering issue. And an independent ethics committee found that that board was severely lacking in its morals in applying the principles of fairness to cricket in Australia. The ICC has only one International Cricket Council, has only one independent board member, and that's one of the female board members. So the percentage of independent presidents or board members around the whole of the world in sport is probably 0.1%. So to say that this applies to sport around the world is wrong. 
And and the fact that President, we are where we are with the administration of cricket in South Africa because cricket people have been running cricket and have have been in charge. Then, uh, what, what what why would things how would things change then if it's still the same cricket people that are running? No, people? no, no. And this is this is what we are saying. We like all the South African public have realized that something is wrong with cricket South Africa. Mm-hmm we realize that something must be done about it. But please do not take cricket away from the cricket people. Just because some leaders have faulted and have have made mistakes doesn't mean that the whole of the structure must be given to businessmen or independent people. Business people, I mean, not say businessmen, people, mm-hmm. business to be correct. It doesn't mean that we must now throw all of the the baby out with out of the cot with all the toys. No, no, no. Mm. We are willing to work with Cricket South Africa and with government and with the minister to ensure that the proper processes and governance processes are put in place. Governance processes are put in place to make sure that cricket works better in the future. It's as simple as that. But do not take sport away from sports people. And we, st- we still have cricket people with integrity that can still run cricket in South Africa. There is absolutely no doubt. I started my career as a, a tennis secretary in Standard 6 in my club. And have now progressed to this level. We cannot say that when we reach the national level that we now need to depend on independence who have no um, um, history, no passion, no trust from their own community that they want to represent. Sport belongs to sports people, period. And just lastly, President, you did make reference to the Nicholson recommendation so many years ago, almost 10 years ago, even 10 years ago. And even at the time, Southcock rejected uh, some of the recommendations of the Nicholson report, especially this one about the majority uh, being independent board members or being independent directors. So we are basically where we are again from so many years ago. Why would the minister still insist on that, in your opinion? I am amazed that Minister Fatile Mbalula, who was the minister at the time when the Nicholson report was released, accepted that recommendation by Sasslock. Now, all of a sudden, we have a minister who doesn't recognize the position of a previous minister. Then we have a minister that doesn't recognize another minister in the form of Minister Minister Kasa. When Saskok had the Zulman Commission and the commission recommended that the president of Saskok be an independent person, we sat down around the table with Minister Kasa and asked and informed her and agreed with her that the president of Saskok has to be an, a person that is elected. 
as is a norm in sport. Minister Kasa agreed. Now this minister says that he insists that the president of Cricket South Africa must be an independent. This was never, ever a recommendation of the Zulman Commission. Never, ever. So we are astounded. We are so disappointed that sport and the, and the function of sport and the responsibility of sport is being taken away from sport to be given to the hands of independent people without a proper democratic elective process. So like you're saying, he's reading, he's reading Section 13 selectively. No, we've said that in our statement. Yes, it's clear. Yes. It's clear. We said that. Our statement is clear. You read the whole statement. Yes. You cannot involve yourself in the appointment of any administrator of any structure. And just finally, President, you also say in your statement that you did request to meet with the minister on this matter. How has that been received? Uh, the minister has disappointed us. He has made a center letter to us to say that um, he will meet us at his leisure when he deems fit. And how, and how do you feel? How do you respond to that? We are extremely disappointed noting that this matter is so serious and that our approach is for constant dialogue, for constant meeting. And this is how this is how sport evolved. I don't think you know that even with Cordesa and the and the formation of this country, there were several, several meetings where people differed about opinions. But we insisted on meeting and dialogue. And for someone to say that he will meet at his leisure, we are extremely disappointed. Okay, let's take the last first note as we wrap up our conversation. Hi, Tabisa. Thanks for the lovely program. I wanted to ask your guest there, does he mean that the judgment that came from the independent board regarding ethics of the Australian independent board which is made up of the majority of independent board was it were they not ethical because they have a majority of independent members he needs to clarify that because ethics lacking ethics i don't think it necessarily was because they were independent board members that's double m did you get that president yes in fact what they dis- what they what they mentioned, and this is all on the internet. You can find this um, um, for yourself and and for your listeners. They found that just because you are an independent board doesn't mean that you are operating in the interest of your organisation. They found that this independent board was focused more on bringing in money than the actual traditions and the actual um, 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 inherent focus on members. So what that in turn meant that was players were focused on winning at all costs. And we are not going to try. We do not want that to happen in South Africa. 
We do not want Cricket South Africa to turn into an organization that's simply focused on winning. It's more about nation building in South Africa. And this, I think that is what they also found as well in Australia. Okay, President, we're going to have to leave it there. How long do you expect your, your process as SASCOG to, to, to take? Because you said you must consult with your members first and look at this MOI that's been presented to you. We have a general we have a general meeting on the 8th of May and we will be able to make a statement after that, sir. Okay, no problem. Loud and clear then, President. As, uh, if I understand you clearly, to sum up everything that you've said, you do admit that cricket needs a relook or things need yes. to be done differently. Yes. But you believe that there are capable uh, people, that cricket people that can still run cricket? Definitely, sir. Do not tell me, knowing my own development in sport, that sports people cannot, are not competent. We are. Okay, let's leave it there. That, that is the president of Sarskog, President Barry Hendricks. There. Similar to what um, the sports journalist Isetso Malepa said to us when we spoke to him sometime last week, that he also did not believe um, that the minister had the powers to invoke the act that he said he would invoke or exercise his powers like he did. He also felt that the minister was probably um, punching above his weight here or overreaching, uh, to, for lack of a, of a better word, and this was not the right approach from the minister and that ultimately whatever the members' council had to decide on it still had to go to Saskok and that's what ha- that's what's happened now and also what's interesting is that in the statement of the um, the joint statement between the interim board and the members council uh, like this it was also pointed out here on twitter there is no mention that they've agreed on the makeup of the board they don't and you would have thought that they would have highlighted that because that was the big sticking point but there's no mention on that but they say that they have agreed on other matters um and now they are basically speaking in one voice. But we've heard it will not happen in the next 48 hours, as the statement says. It will still go to Sarskok, and they've got a meeting on the 8th of May, and that's when they can pronounce on this. But where does it leave the minister then? What will the minister uh, do now? Because, I mean, Sarskok President uh, Mr. Barry Hendricks is not mincing his words here, regardless of, of how you've, you've, heard him, you've heard him. But he is straight to the point here that the minister is overreaching basically is threatening is interfering and he should not be interfering because that is beyond his reach and he should not be doing what he's doing now so let's see how the minister will respond to this it's quite interesting and all we want is what's best for cricket i know that's what a lot of people want but ultimately processes have to be followed here they can't be flouted you have to respect the processes that have been put in place here and i think that's where the stumbling block is at the moment okay we're gonna go to india still talking cricket we want to find out what's happening with the ipl chapter two are we still gonna is the tournament gonna continue here because we are seeing a rising number of cases of COVID 19 in india to be kidding me this is the line i'll be here all day <laughs> uh, i know right and surprise surprise only two of the five tellers are open <sighs> you you in a hurry i'm running late and have another appointment but i really need to pay my tv license it's overdue <laughs> you here to pay that uh yeah didn't you know you can just visit tvlic.co.za on your mobile select fast pay option and boom you're done Super fast and super convenient. Wow, just like that. Oh, thanks. You're yeah. a lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how's about your number? Uh, no, sorry. Gotta go. TV licenses. Save time by paying online. Hashtag made possible by you. 
Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Okay, let's talk IPL quickly. Uh, the match 21 is done and dusted. KKR beating the Punjab Kings by five wickets with 20 balls left. They uh, chased uh, down their target of 124. They got to 126 for five in 16.4 overs. So the action is continuing in the IPL, but also the COVID numbers are rising. COVID numbers are rising. And let's go over to India now. That's where we find Shatan Narola, who is a cricket reporter. Good evening, Shatan from Asia in South Africa. Thanks again for speaking to us. Good evening. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Uh, we have seen that the number of, of of cases of COVID are rising there in, um, in, in, in India and people are asking why is the IPL still going on? Are you surprised that the IPL is still going on or do you think it will continue until the end? Um, it's not an easy answer to be honest. Um, I mean, the IPL is being played in a secure bio-bubble whatever is happening is happening outside that bio-bubble. I know uh, it sounds, um, <laughs> it almost sounds very difficult to say that, but uh, the IPL generates a lot of employment for a lot of people in terms of the hotel industry, the travel industry, the cricket broadcasting industry, the cricket journalist industry. I'm a cricket journalist myself. So it, gen- it generates a lot of employment also for the cricketers, to be honest. Um as long as it's in a bio bubble, it's, as long as it's secure, um, I don't see why it cannot go on. However, it is a moral dilemma. And uh, when it comes to a moral dilemma with so much pain and suffering on the outside, um, it is down to the powers that run the IPL, that run the BCCI to decide uh, what needs to be done. And like I said, it's a moral dilemma. Um, when there's a moral dilemma, there's no right answer. We see some players are pulling out or going home. How big is Ravi Ashwin withdrawing from the IPL? Is that a strong a statement? How has it been received? Um, well, so far only a few players have gone away, including Ravi Chandran Ashwin. Um, it is being received normally because the players are individuals and they have a right to think about themselves and think about their families. So it's uh, it's okay. Um but like I said, I mean, uh, as of now, the IPL is going to carry on. Mm. Um, this is a developing situation. It could change quickly from day to day. But as of now, it is on. And how how serious or how bad is the COVID situation at the moment? What's happening right now? It is pretty serious at the moment. Um, the second wave of COVID, I mean, the first wave was last year and it peaked around September. But after that, we had some placid months especially December and January, we had very few cases in India. But uh, this one has come back with a vengeance with with a new variant, which is very infectious, perhaps um, not as lethal as the previous one or the last one. Um, But it is very, very infectious. And most of the times it's escaping the testing as well. India is vaccinating very quickly. But uh, over the last two, three weeks, the pace of vaccination has also gone down. We have a 1.4 billion people in this country. We've managed to vaccinate only 10%, but compared to other countries, vaccinating 14 million people is also in a record time is, is an achievement. But again, like I said, we have 1.4 billion people. So overall, it's just 10% of people. So yeah, the situation is not good. Uh, the hospitals are overflowing. The health system is on the brink of collapse. Uh, but the government is trying. They were... I mean, to be honest, um, the government needs to be criticized here. They were sleeping at the wheel, and uh, this has led to this particular situation. But right now, 
it's not a time for criticism right now. It's time to be together and support each other. And the government is trying to get a hold on the situation, and we hope that they are able to, for the benefit of the common people in India. And is the country on lockdown a part of the country? Different parts of the country are in lockdown, yes. Uh, almost uh, almost the entire country is in lockdown, to be honest. Uh, but it is not a central lockdown. It has not been announced by the prime minister or the central government. It's been announced by different state governments, different federals um, in different parts of the country. They're dealing with situation on the ground as per the situation on the ground. In some areas, it's a weekly curfew. In some areas, it's a weekend curfew. In some areas, it's a 15-day proper lockdown. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's a developing situation every day. There's a new situation, and we need to cater to it. So, yeah. And and do you see the IPL authorities or the organizers reassessing the situation as we go along? Yes, I do think so. I think, uh, like I said, it's a developing situation. If any more players pull out... Um, it's very tough to say, to be honest. Mm. I'll be very honest. It's very, very tough to say because it is um, it is providing entertainment. People are locked in in their homes. I mean, it's a distraction for many people every night watching some cricket. Otherwise, the situation outside is very scary. People are staying in. They need some form of distraction. However, like I said, um, it's a moral dilemma and um, I'm not the best person to answer this moral dilemma. I think the powers that run the IPL, the run, that run the BCCI, they need to answer this moral dilemma, and there's no right answer here. Okay, and just finally, Shatan, how's the cricket been, in your opinion? Um, the cricket's been, uh, as always, it's been exciting. The IPL, we just had a Super over last night. We mm-hmm. had some. We had a good contest between Chennai Super Kings and Royal Challengers Bangalore. Um, but at the same time, all of it seems a bit dumbed down because of the situation outside. Um, it's pretty obvious that everybody is thinking about the situation outside, but uh, they, either they can't take any action or uh, they can't really do anything. To be very honest, I mean, the cricketers, anybody who is working with the IPL is not really a health service person. They know they're no health service personnel as such who are involved in the IPL, so um not sure what they would do even if the IPL is not there. So at best, it is a distraction. And it's giving people some hours of entertainment every day. But like I said, there's no right answer here. Okay, Shitan, thank you very much for giving us an update. I know a lot of South Africans love the IPL here. We're giving scores every hour or so. So people have been concerned trying to find out what is happening. So thank you uh, for giving us uh, what, your, what your understanding is and what's happening. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. So that's our interview in India about the IPL. It looks like it will go ahead um, at the moment. It looks like they have no plans of cancelling the IPL. Remember last year it was held outside India for the, f- well, not for the first time because it's been held here in South Africa, but it was held outside India and uh, they were the adamant that it needed to go back to India this year. But players are pulling out. Some are being tired. Some are tired of staying in this bio bubble. And I think for me, Ravi Ashwin pulling out saying that at this point in time, he needs to be with his family. That is the biggest statement that's been made now so let's see what happens over the next couple of days